you and I know that knife education isn't really a topic that people often study, but we use knives every day. What do people struggle to cut and waste time on? What works to avoid the dull knife syndrome? How to stop buying knives over and over and over? How to remove the chance trips to the emergency room and instead cut as safely as possible? Join me on my journey to helping knife users who have lived and relied on their own personal experience and truly help them to tap into the knowledge of thousands, making that transition from knife guessing and struggling to knife experts. Now that you've had the deadly sins, you're hopefully motivated to learn about the commandments of an easy kitchen life. These are the 10 commandments of an easy kitchen life. We have joining us today again, Adam Jeffrey and Jeff Miser. And of course, their full line of history and knowledge involved from, again, Adam being a butcher's son and all of his experience involved with that. And Jess, a professional knife sharpener, uh, as well as his time in the kitchen. And I'm sure there's a lot of things that they've learned that they've done right over the years. And so that's kind of what we're going to start off with here. These 10 commandments live by these commandments, cook by these commandments, even post them in the kitchen. The Ten Commandments can be on your fridge, a convenient viewing spot. Adhere to these rules and your life in the kitchen will be easy. Commandment number three is employing a good cutting strategy. This one's a big one because it affects a lot of things people might not think about. And sometimes people have you know, a little bit of a strategy or they might just go in, hey, just building it and getting it done as quick as they can or as fast as they can get it done. Uh, others, they might, uh, you know, have this down to a, a T, but can can key in on a few important strategies here that we can share to make it uh, a difference in your mm-hmm. kitchen. This is definitely a commandment. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one thing that whenever I think of having a good cutting strategy, one thing I would never want to see is someone not willing to step into the kitchen, not willing to, you know, cook for their family just because... I think, quite frankly, a lot of people are intimidated by it. You know, I think a lot of people assume that if they can't work and cut like a chef, then they shouldn't be cutting at all. And that is just not the case. You know, those chefs, those line cooks, those sous chefs, they've been trained for hours upon hours upon hours and for most of them years to learn to do what they do. Where for people who have families, you know, work full time, Really, it's just a simple few strategies and techniques that they need to know to be able to be effective and efficient in their kitchen. And, you know, it's more than just being able to cook. You know, it's it's about the time that they spend with their family. You know, I think for so long, it was a lot, way a lot of people show love is, have you eaten today? Are you hungry? And, you know, by having these strategies, you're able to do that for your friends and family. It makes it totally worth it just getting over that hump of focusing on what you can do versus focusing on what you can't do. Exactly. And I apply that to a lot of things in life, and I really learned it back from Jeremy Rizek, who is in a band named, named Function, touring around the country. And he's one of my buddies from far way back in the day, and he realized that he had some goals personally for himself, like meditation every day and some various things, but he would go to a, a gig, and he would finish the gig at like 3 in the morning and then pack everything up. It would be done like 4 or 4.30, and then he would be driving to the next place to start setting up at 4 mm-hmm. in the afternoon and so on. But, you know, so he he really had to focus on what he could do. So if he was going to get in a meditation, he would tell me, he'd be like, wow, you know, because it was just a thing. I was like, man, there's so much going on. I, I can't get my 20 minutes in of this and that. And he's like, dude, like I would just step outside of the, the club, the bar. I would go into the alleyway and I just lean against the wall 
and I would just take just for a minute, a minute and 30 seconds. And I would just have silence. And then I would go back in, you know, just taking those couple minutes just to do it because he could focus, he was focused on what he could do versus what he can't. And so yeah. like you're saying, Jess is so brilliant because people are like intimidated by like, oh, there's all this stuff I don't know. And I have no idea how to like cook or cut just like the chef. Yeah, but, yeah. but in reality, you just need these few key things. And if you had to name a few things, Jess, just so we can kind of get this one started off with some actual uh, workable strategies, anything that comes to mind? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think it, it starts with, the way you grip your knife. You know, there are a few different ways that you grip the knife and, you know, you can figure out what works best for you. One thing I teach a lot of my clients and my customers is best option, especially when you're working with a larger chef's knife, is it may work for you to, to pinch the blade at the top of the handle. Um, it'll make it a little bit more comfortable for you. It'll make the knife feel smaller in your hand and you're able to have a little bit more control that way. Um, but be be willing to experiment with the grip. You know, there's all kinds of videos online that you can work through. Jason, I know you've made plenty yourself that, you know, your clients have access to. And, you know, Easy Knife Life, I'm sure, will be developing more content in that area for people to figure Absolutely. out what grip works best for them. Um, and this one is simple, but make sure you're looking at what you're cutting. You know, I understand that there's a lot of distractions in the home, but when you're working in the kitchen, look at what you cut. Again, you may have seen the chef on TV who can talk while he's cutting, but we're not that person, right? So we're not there to do that. Make sure you're looking at what you're cutting. And then some of you may have heard this, some may have not, um, but it's a simple practice, a simple technique to keep the fingertips safe. Make sure you're using the claw. You've heard of the claw, right, Jason? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, of course you have. I'm sure you've taught it to all thousands of your clients as well, too. Um, simple description of the claw. Whether you're right-handed or you're left-handed, you're going to want to tuck your thumb underneath your four fingers and then make a small fist and then put your knuckles down on the cutting board and then you keep your food against those knuckles. That way when you chop down, there's no fingertips lying out there in hazard's way or in harm's way or anything like that. And the knife, even if it gets close to your hand, it's just sliding right off your knuckle up front. Um, and that's just gonna keep your fingers safe. That's gonna keep you know the food in line and it's gonna make it a lot easier for you, make you more efficient in the kitchen as well too. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. Just real quick on the handle thing. If you have a knife that has a wedge lock, which is designed to lock the thumb and forefinger. If you look down at your hand, you look at your main like index finger for, or, or forefinger with your thumb together is where two thirds of all your hand strength come from when you're mm -hmm. when you're using your hands. And so putting those on the side of the knife is a lot safer and more comfortable as well and you prevent slipping. If you ever find yourself, and of course, if you need to move up on the grip to grab part of the blade, depends on what knife you're using. Of course. Mm -hmm. Right, of course, and uh, that, that you're using with that. Um, that also can be helpful for balance purposes as well but if you ever find yourself taking your next finger and actually putting it down on top of the knife to push down on the blade of the knife mm -hmm. itself you just got to take a second and step back and realize that you're probably using the wrong tool for whatever yeah. job that you're doing. Yeah. Try and push down like that with force. Not only is it really uncomfortable in the center of your finger that's pushing onto the blade that's going down, is you know it's just not really safe and you're applying force in a way that you're, you're struggling to cut through something. Uh, and your knives are probably not sharp. Whatever yeah. it is, there's there's an issue, secondary issue going on and you should kind of try to avoid that. Uh, with, your, with your cutting strategy as well, I think breaking down big items into smaller 
smaller pieces. You've got to remember like the size for your strategy when you're when you're cutting. It's really good strategy for breaking it to similar size pieces for cooking purposes. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to throw a bunch of vegetables into a pot, well, you want them to all be about the same size. Otherwise, what's going to happen is the smaller sized vegetables are going to cook a lot faster than the bigger sized vegetables. And you just think about, you know, a really, really, really thick piece of meat or chicken or steak or something you're throwing on the grill. You're gonna, it's going to cook. A, it's going to take a little bit longer to cook that than it is something that's a third of the thickness. And it's the same thing with your veggies. So if you want it all to come out around the same um, doneness, so to speak, <laughs> with the veggies, you want to have them about the same size. Also, for so like when you're slicing things into shapes for sauteing. And, and whatever it is that you're using the, the tools or the, uh, the food for, uh, you want to have the, the um, it be sliced similarly so that like when you're sauteing the vegetables and things, you don't have like huge chunks of onions that are thick. You just have them slice the same thickness of the pepper or whatever else that's going into there as well. Uh, and obviously those that, that comes down to cutting strategy and how you're slicing those things in the right manner. Anything else you can think of about maybe how cutting can impact the food itself or the way it tastes or the consistency of it or anything. Yes, uh, actually my dad is a butcher and yeah, we've heard that a couple times before but it's, he's not just an average butcher. He didn't work there for a year. He's actually been a butcher since he was 13 years old. It sounds a little bit illegal but yeah, back in the days <laughs> you're able to pull that off. So uh, he did he did that till he was about 21 years old. Then he got in the car sales for about I believe like 8, 10 years and then after that he He's been doing it since uh, then, um, around like 2004, all the way to 2021 again, and uh, yeah, he's been a butcher ever since then. So and he I've run his own like yeah, he actually ran his own meat uh, shop market meat shop, or something. Yeah, and became uh, number one in Macomb County for best meats in the town. So that's actually a really big accomplishment. It so he's like, the, so he's the expert. Yeah, he is definitely the expert. In, uh, you have to have him on as a guest speaker. Right. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. <laughs> he uh, always told me it's the same for raw and cooked meat. Always cut against the grain. That's how you're gonna get those super thin slices when you got a roast mm -hmm. and like meatloaf and all types of stuff like that. You want to cut against the grain. Same with uh, chicken too. Mm -hmm. And for those that don't know what the grain is, you know, perhaps what would that, how can we describe so like, that effectively? Okay, the grain is, you know, the stripes and like when you look at a piece of meat, you see mm -hmm. the stripes in it. Yep. You just always want to cut over the stripes. So you're cutting across. Cutting the across grain. like perpendicular, yeah. right? Exactly. Right. Like not with, you're not cutting yeah, you're the not, slices. Don't cut with the grain with because the that's how open. it shreds and folds over itself. Mm -hmm. It's not going to like mm -hmm. keep the density and keep it like secure. It's just going to just shred apart. You want to keep it in slices and pieces. You want to just cut against the grain. Okay. Just remember to pay attention when you're cutting. Use the claw. Hold the knife correctly. Cut pieces into appropriate sizes. And maybe make sure you're cutting against the grain, just among other things. And just to wrap up this one, finally, focus instead of what you can't do. Always be focused on what you can do. Thank you for joining today. If this episode did help you, then be sure to share it with someone else that you know will need it. That mission you and I share will only be achieved when we share with others what has helped us. That's what I'm doing with the podcast. Sharing with others spreads the knowledge. Appreciate you sharing and have a nice day.